there's a wrong way to do it too. So if you had said that, like, hey, saw you on Instagram, love your work, that works a lot of the time, but it's also super generic. Versus if they were like, hey, Darla, uh, saw that recent post, you know, where you're hugging your dog, really love that that post. Is that, you know, whatever dog breed it is, <laughs> then you would be more likely to read whatever pitch is going to happen right after that. The Wingnut Social Podcast, getting your foot in the door with potential clients with Alex Berman. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Hey there, wingnuts, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, Darla Powell, and I am the head wingnut of Wingnut Social, a social media marketing agency for home pros, interior designers, and the occasional stray cat. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was lost. And I'm joined by the ever soulless ginger. Natalie, Graf, Grief. Which one am I today, Darla? You're all of them, always. All of the above. So... When you started this podcast, didn't, wasn't I supposed to just be like a special appearance? You're guest special. Host? You're a special appearance. I am. You're like a hallucination. But you said I didn't have to do this every time, and now all of a sudden I've been roped into every single one. Well, here's what happened. A, it's been well documented and established that you are my emotional support, Ginger. Right? Yes, but I was supposed to be able to have time off and go fishing, and this is really well, cramping my style. who would have guessed that the redneck from Homestead, Florida would have been halfway decent at a podcast? So now you're stuck. Sorry. I'm stuck like Chuck, Yes, ain't I? the fans are clamoring. You must be on every show. Hmm. I've just made that up, but I'm assuming. Okay. They might not miss me. They might not miss you. Yeah, they might not. They would definitely miss you. I'm hard to take without you. Ah, I'm like your buffer. <laughs> what am I, like the buffer? <laughs> Sure. That's what we're calling it. All right. Natalie Ann. Yeah. You know that I like to have guests on the show who aren't interior designers all the time because I want I don't want it to be like so myopic. Is that a word, Jerry? That's Cerruti? a big word. For Jerry Cerruti. I want, you know, our designers listening and the home pros listening to be able to get a wide variety of opinions and marketing philosophies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And today's episode is no exception. Today's guest is Alex Berman. Have you heard of Alex Berman? He's he's quite the little YouTube sensation. He has like 24,000 subscribers, which is like 23,999 more than I have. <laughs> Can I be honest? I wouldn't have it any other way, Amish Light. I learned about him because he was on my calendar for today at 5 o'clock. <laughs> well, let me tell you a little bit about Alex Berman, Natalie Ann Graff. He is the founder and CEO of a marketing and lead generation firm called Experiment 27. Berman is responsible for generating over 6.5 million in B2B sales, that's business to business sales, and over 35 million in leads for his clients. He also creates weekly videos, hence the aforementioned 24,000 subscription on YouTube, to help agency owners, that's us. Hey, are you aware that you do own an agency? Duh. All right, good. Just checking because you never know. To help agency owners grow their businesses and bring in more revenue by teaching them how to optimize B2B sales, business to business cycles, and put impound marketing strategies in place. This sounds pretty impressive. It does. I might actually learn something today. You always say that. And do you ever? Occasionally. Do you, do you though? Oh, well, you know what? Here, I'm going to hand you up to Michelle Williams because you said we were doing profit first bank accounts this week. We're recording this on Tuesday. The week's not over, Darla. That better get done. 
weeks. Not Michelle over. and I are going to come after you. I'm not scared of you two. You should be. Michelle, she's tough. She doesn't take any. Still not scared. No? All right. All right, guys. Help me in welcoming Alex Berman to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Alex. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Darla, Natalie, great to be here. I was telling the Wingnut side, I, we always like to pick the brains of marketing minds other than ourselves or, you know, brains of marketing people that aren't necessarily, you know, engulfed in the interior design side, just so we can get a different viewpoint. And the title of today's show is Getting Your Foot in the Door with Clients. And my producer, Karina, had said big clients, but I think at this point, our designers are would welcome any client. <laughs> so. I think they're they're looking they're looking for a new light to be shed on a on an old situation possibly. Yeah. So the biggest thing for any interior designer or any really service industry professional is keeping that pipeline full and getting, you know, new referrals, new people in the door, getting yourself heard and we wanted to reach out to you to see if you could maybe shed some new light on some strategies for us to help do that. So before we dig in, tell the wingnuts just a little bit about yourself and where you're an expert in this field. Sure. So I run a company called X27 Marketing, uh, Experiment 27, and we focus on getting meetings with billion dollar brands. So our entire thing, and I think why your producer brought up big clients is that's actually what I what I've focused on my entire career so far is getting people meetings with you know Fortune 500s or big clients things like that. But I've also worked a lot with agencies specifically you know custom app development and stuff like that. So I'm also pretty good at finding out where your clients are online and figuring out how to attract more of those and also how to leverage more referrals and then try to find the right type of referral, meaning identifying what clients are going to be you know the right type of clients to make more. Of that, that's that's the main things. I also run like an app development company, and I do uh, sales training on YouTube. I think you said this in the intro. Right, I saw some of those. Yeah, those were great videos. I like them actually. And you have very beautiful blue eyes, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I have to tell you that. Yeah, very. Yeah, guys, you guys should go check them out on YouTube. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, okay. So big clients, okay, because a lot of our designers do want to get that high end residential client. So. Let's just pretend, let's just wipe the sl slate clean and let's just say you're, put yourself in the mind and the body of an interior designer and you want to go out and get new clients. What would your first step be? So the very first step would be looking at my past clients and trying to figure out what the most successful ones were for me. So for instance, let's say we all have this, we all have this idea in our mind that maybe the biggest houses or the richest seeming clients are the most profitable. Um, I would try to validate that by looking at what I've looked, what I've done in the past, right? Um, maybe, maybe I've had the most success personally as a business owner with high, a high volume of lower paying clients. I don't know. Every business is different. So that's, mm -hmm. that's where I would start. It happens. Yeah. yeah. But let's say it is those higher end clients. What I would do first is go to Google and search what somebody would be searching if they're going to, if they're going to hire me. So for instance, top interior designers in San Diego or something like that, and try to find sites uh, I call them directories. I don't know if there's actually a real name for this, but basically they're lists of interior designers or lists of any business in that specific area. Uh, and then what I'll try to do is game each one of those sites. So try to rank as highly on each one of those sites as possible. That's the quickest way I've found to do SEO. A lot of people say search engine optimization is like a year long play. But what I've found is mm -hmm. if you can get on top of some of these directories, or you game Yelp to be number one, or you game Google Maps to be number one, uh, that's that's actually way quicker and has a lot more results. Oh, can we dig into that a little bit? What do you mean by gaming them? So you break down Gaming meaning, like okay, so for any of these directories, they all have their own set of rules. So for instance, they might rank you by who has the best reviews. 
And then in that case, you're trying to get more reviews. They might rank you by how often you edit your profile. I found this. So one of the directories I rank on for our clients is called clutch.co. It's good for like digital design and stuff like that. Um, and mm-hmm. one of the things they ranked on was how often you edit the profile. So we would go in there and just like change the and symbol to an ambersand <laughs> or just like change a bullet point. And then that would lead us to ranking higher. So it, it really depends. It's different for Yelp. It's different for Google. And it's different for whatever those you know niche uh, blogs are, niche directories are going to be. Um, so that's that's the first how, one. How do you find out? How do you find out what what the key is yeah, on each what's platform? Their game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a is there a, a resource where you can find out? Okay, that Yelp does this, or you know the one thing. If we kind of like it. algorithms a little bit. It's all algorithms. The thing is, they're all well, they're all different. So Google's algorithm is going to be different than Yelp's, and everyone's is going to be different. So what I normally do is I'll look at the top. I'll look at the most popular results. Usually in a different city, like let's say you're trying to rank in San Diego, I'll look at like New York because it's going to probably be a a higher, uh, a more competitive space. Because the problem is if you look in the in the lower competition spaces, you might get some profiles that aren't super optimized. But if you look in like San Francisco or something like that, uh, you'll find people that are really into marketing and you can study what they're doing best. And that's that's where I'll start with those profiles. And then I'll make a quick checklist. Like when I was trying to do this for clutch, I figured out it was number of reviews and it was like the stack of uh, specialties because they had things you specialize in. And then from there I experiment. So I'll go in and I'll see, Hey, if I add three reviews, does my rank go up? If I add one review, does it go up? What's the minimum number I have to do to actually maintain this ranking? If I add one comment, does it help or does it hurt? Things like that. So uh, studying, studying first, trying to come up with best practices on your own, and then validating those uh, through actually experimenting with with your profile. That That's clear to me. Darla, you look a little lost there. Are you lost? <laughs> I'm a little lost. Okay. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of Google. I'm trying to think, how do you get, I mean, because we get, I know reviews on Google help, you know, rank you up higher in SEO. I do get those from clients, but I'm just trying to think how. It's basically the, what are yeah, you saying? Okay. Uh, and then s- similar. Yelp, Yelp so, is, Yelp is a. Similar. So Yelp it, is a four-letter word for <laughs> interior designers. No, so, it, so, so it's similar. So if you go to Google right now and you type in best interior designer San Diego, the first thing that comes up is Google Maps, one, and it's an ad. Okay. And then the top three after that are three Google ads. So if I was an interior designer, I'd be trying to rank on Google ads or Google places, or sorry, not Google ads, Google places, Google Maps first. Then t- the next thing that comes up is house.com. And I would try to rank yep. on house, then Yelp. Then San Diego Architects, if you can get on there, Fresh Home, and basically just try to go down this list and see Thumbtack is on here. See how many of these you can get to the number one or number two spot on. So if I wanted to rank on Howls, then that that is what we're doing now. Just build my reviews on Howls, build my reviews so that that clicks up higher up on the search there. Yeah, exactly. And if you look at Howls specifically... Uh, because that was the number one. Well, actually, Google Place is the number one. But if you look at how specifically, there are a few on here where on the first page, the girl has the woman has 90 reviews, then another woman has 33, then another woman has eight. So it doesn't even seem like it's reviews. I would just study these. It does seem like there are sponsored listings you can do. Yeah. They have a pay to play set up there too. I think that does impact for sure. If house is number one and it has a pay to play, it, it, it does look like half of the first page is sponsored and half is organic. So I've done this too on, on clutch on uh, the agency space. I was paying up to one of, one of our listings was 10 grand a month, but that was leading to enterprise clients like McDonald's and Alaska airlines and stuff like that. So some of these, especially with a, with a place just going, you know, barely knowing this industry, searching best interior designer <laughs> San Diego. And seeing how's on the top, I would say that it's probably worth 
One, spending on Google ads, so you can rank number one for Google places. And then two, spending on house, if you were really into this. You know, and we have, we, we have, as an interior design firm, and some of the designers listening to will um, relate to this, we have spent money on Hal's, and we did get a lot of leads from Hal's. So that might be something worth revisiting. I mean, the, they weren't exactly high-end leads, but that could also be, you know, our page on there and, and our wording and everything on there. Yeah. So for Google, let's say, let's get, let's talk about Google ads a bit, because this is a question I legit have. I just recently upped my Google ads budget, because now that... Um, Wingnut Social seems to be coasting pretty solidly here. I'm focusing more on the design side. So I, what would you say, or I guess, it, is it market um, dependent? Um, what is a good dollar amount to spend per month on Google Ads to get on that number one or number two or number three? It's 100% market dependent. And I know because I'm running Google okay. Ads for two very different businesses right now. I run Google Ads okay. for our, uh, we run a, a series of Shopify apps where it's like 15 bucks a month. Uh, and then it's little plugins for your Shopify store. And our cost per customer there is $30 per buyer. Um, and we're willing to pay $30 because we know we make 180 in a year. Uh, wow, but then okay. our agency, X27, our cost per acquisition is way higher than that. Like maybe... $2,000 per person. Holy but if cow. We, no, but if we make $4,000 a month, sure. $2,000, it's yeah. worth it. Uh, for X27, I would rather do cold email because we can get a client for like $200 instead of $2,000. <laughs> well, it's good that I'm glad that you mentioned cold email because that's where I'm going next. Yeah. But the, <laughs> are you ready? Are, are you ready, Alex? She changes direction. I'm ready. She's no, I'm like ready a for true yeah. wingnut. She'll, she'll, she's, she's Google. Okay. You're done with Google. You said a, a keyword and she's like, oh, there we go. It's okay. Dependent. Now we're going. So, you know what? I'm just going to keep throwing money at it and see where we fall because uh, that is the way to experiment, I guess. It is. But um, if you could find it, okay. if you but could find money? a cheaper, if you could find a cheaper way to experiment. So, for instance, if you told me what you just told me, mm -hmm. which is you've spent money on house and it generated a bunch of leads, I would redo right. house and try to optimize house and figure out how to get those leads to be higher quality before I, I opened up another channel, before I did anything in Google. Because you have now a channel that you know you spend money on and it generates leads. And now it's just about huh. how to turn those leads into higher quality leads versus a, a channel oh, gotcha. that's a big question mark because you haven't messed with it too much. You know, that's true. That's a good point. We did. I mean, we did a show. Um, what was the episode? I can't remember. It was how much SEO, listen to me, how much ROI we got from clients. And we broke it down per social media channel. And Howl's had the most leads, not the highest dollar amount, you know, not as far as quality leads, but uh, her. Howl's well, is a five-letter word in the interior design industry sometimes, too. <laughs> maybe we should put a pin in Howl's, but we can revisit mm -hmm. it. Well, I'm coming in as a, as a third party, right? And the sure. only reason I found mm -hmm. Howl's. The only reason is because I searched yeah. best interior designer in San Diego, yeah. and it's right there at the top. <laughs> and to your point, that's what we're talking about, right? This is why we have people come on the show that don't have any preconceived notions about interior design, mm -hmm. because designers, if you're listening, this is what people are seeing when they search interior designer Miami, interior designer, you know, Weehawken. This is <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Weehawken. Maybe check that one. <laughs> This is what's popping up. You might need to check that one just for fun, darling. <laughs> okay, so on uh, one of your YouTube videos I was watching today, Alex, I saw that you were talking about how your brother got a job with a, uh, a music studio through uh, four or six emails, cold emails yeah. that you guys sent yeah, out. Yeah. Okay, so I can see the appeal of sending out emails and getting that 75% return that you got on that. But interior designers in the service industry, if we're putting – Who's our audience? Who are we sending these emails to? Your brother had a targeted, you know, four studios that he sent out an email to to say, hey, let me ask you some questions. And he got hired by one of them. It comes back to the type of the business. For your business, interior designers, if you're going for people that are at a very specific point in the buying cycle, right? They want to redesign their home now. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, cold email might not be a good channel. 
it's not the best channel for every business. I know for our for our app company for simple apps, AdWords is the best channel by far. So it really depends. Okay. But yeah, he did. He was able to make a list of studios he wanted to target. He sent cold emails out. And actually, the it was it, it was this really high end uh, music studio. He was hanging out with Ariana Grande like the next week. <laughs> he kept telling me all these crazy no, stories. He was yeah, not. he was. She recorded her whole oh album. Like, thank you, next gosh. was recorded, and then he cleaned the room after. <laughs> all right. So if I start sending cold emails, can I be on a movie set with Brie Larson? You can do. <laughs> well, so you can do basically whatever you whatever you want because we we do film production as well. And yeah, I've gotten responses from. Actually, a lot of top names like that, and and most of the major agencies uh, we've we've gotten responses from. So, All right. cold email does work in a lot of these uh, areas. You just got to make sure it's a big ticket sale, and it's somebody that's open to getting cold emailed. So, for instance, if you're going to do an interior design for an office, and you know that a company is building a new building, or you know that a company is moving in somewhere, uh, you can target uh, those people. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't go one-to-one. I wouldn't go calling or uh, emailing individuals for that. So I have an idea, Alex. Wait, I have to say. No, I have I want to be Brie Larson's interior designer. Let's let's make that happen, Alex. Okay, no. <laughs> I, think, I think I might have had a light bulb mo- moment, Alex, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. So if you want to target a client that's moving into a new building for commercial design, what if you worked hand-in-hand with your local real estate agent and you targeted the new, the clients that, they have just sold homes to. <laughs> oh, okay. So with cold email, you could you could definitely um, send a targeted. And actually, maybe let's talk about that. Amazing idea. Sure. Uh, you can yes. send a targeted cold email to local real estate agents and set up a referral network. I have a brain, Look right? At that. Look at that. I thought you had a brain. That's pretty impressive. The whole time, oh, if that you, means Alex. anything. Thank you. And I'm and, well, and I'm offended know. by the ginger stuff. So. Oh, I am a ginger. No. Okay, I but I know, I know that you got you get the South Park reference, right? Yeah. The soulless yeah. ginger. Yeah. Okay, I knew it. See, 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 see? he yeah, knows, he well. knows, he knows what where it's okay. at. Okay. So look, I just had a great idea. Yeah, that is good. And we're actually having a meeting with a realtor. It's not a cold email. No, but... it's not a cold email. We're actually so having what? a sit down. That's the type of thing you can do since you've been in business for a while. Is you can look at your most successful channels. If you have realtors that are reaching out to you and you're having these meetings. Then yeah, cold email is really good for scaling that. So it's scaling that thing that already works. Uh, so if you find real estate agents of the exact same or similar size, and you can do that. Um, actually, the the easiest way to do that would go to a site like Upwork. Have you ever used Upwork? Yeah, I have actually. Okay. We used it just recently. So Upwork's a Shana used for it. everyone else listening. Upwork's a site for hiring freelancers. But basically, you can go on Upwork and you can post a job. And ask for leads. I've, I've done this so often. And you pay maybe 15 cents a lead and they'll find names, email addresses, job titles of whatever you're asking for. So you could say, hey, give me a list of 200 real estate agents in San Diego that sell this type of house. And they'll come back with this lead list for you. So you don't even have to do that. And then uh, the cold email itself would be something like um, quick question. Or just question with a question mark. They're going to open it because they think it's some lead or it's something. Then right. uh, the first sentence of the email is custom for every single person you're sending out. And normally that's a compliment. So like, you know, hey, big fan of uh, big fan of you for a while. Congrats on selling, you know, whatever house that they call out on their website. And what you're doing is for each of these hundred, you're looking at the realtor's website and finding something you can compliment them on uh, in a sentence or two sentences. You know, I get emails like that. 
<laughs> hey, I was saw you on Instagram. I love your work. Here's my latest A, B, or C, or D. So those people are doing that. Those people are doing that. And, those people, and it gets my attention. Yeah, there's a wrong way to do it too. So if you had said that, like, hey, saw you on Instagram, love your work. That works a lot of the time, but it's also super generic. Versus if they were mm-hmm. like, hey, Darla, uh, saw that recent post, you know, where you're hugging your dog. Really love that that post. Is that, you know, whatever dog breed it is, <laughs> then you would be more likely to read whatever pitch is going to happen right after that. So I like that. Yeah. So then they'll know, they'll know for sure it's specific and you're not just doing like a, a blast. Yeah. Of- and we have, um, we actually have data on it. It was about, it's a little under 10 times more effective when you customize the first line. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Now, do you put, what do you, what do you think about cold calling? Is that like, nobody wants to talk on the phone anymore. Is that just out or is that effective at all for, I mean, I, I know I hate doing it. I won't do it. And I don't know very many designers that will do it, but there are a couple, I'm sure. Just So in terms of, in terms of priority, number one, I would mess around with house. Number two, I would do Google ads. <laughs> Number three, I would do Yelp ads. Like there's a lot of stuff I would do above that. Okay. Partnerships with real estate agents via cold email is easy. It's scalable. Uh, real estate agents do answer their phones and it, okay. and they usually yeah, don't they do. have levels and levels of point. gatekeepers. So if you call them That's a good point. and you say that you're an interior designer, I mean, you probably have a one in three, one in four chance. It's, it's not like you're asking them for money. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Yet. true. Okay, so all right, Alex. Like I said, Yelp is the four-letter word of interior designers. They they really don't like it. But you're not an interior designer. Help because you said Yelp was number three there. You would do Yelp ads. I said Yelp Help is me. number three because I'm looking at best mm-hmm. interior designer San Diego. So Google Ads okay. is number one. Then number two right. is House. Number three is Yelp. Yeah, and that also would change for whatever area. So basically, whoever, if a designer's listening mm-hmm. in Arizona, then they need to do their town in Arizona. And yeah, yeah. Right. Whichever exactly. one for the top three. I guess it depends, too, on what level of client you want. Because I, I, in my limited experience and from speaking with other designers, Yelp ads don't really get high-end clients. But, I mean, if you're just doing consultations or decorating or something and that's popping up high in your market – Fill you it know, out. But but to his point, well, so what I mean, would, we are familiar with Howl's and that worked for us. So that would be our number one. So Absolutely. what I would try to do there is I know if everyone in the market hates something, that's okay for them to feel that way. I would test it for your specific business. And if you're getting a lot of super low quality leads, uh, I would mm-hmm. think about maybe hiring an assistant to field those calls rather than writing off that channel and trying to find the high quality oh, I'm leads way ahead in there. Of you. Yeah. Johanna, Johanna and Natalie get the phone always. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I can't do it. Right. But if you're getting, yeah. let's say there's a hundred leads in there. It's not like those leads, even if they're low quality, let's say 90% of them are low quality. 90 leads out of a hundred are low quality. 10 are great. You take those 10, those 90, you can send to lower quality designers or, or designers that are happy with the low end uh, clients. You can get a referral fee on yeah, that. That's true. Look at you. You're very smart. We should probably have you on the podcast. <laughs> wait, isn't this what we're doing? Oh, wait. Yes. I, I'm I sorry. I just had an inception moment. <laughs> okay. I have another question for you. In one of your YouTube videos, you suggest that if a better salesperson couldn't sell the same client you're trying to sell to, that you aren't speaking to the right target audience. You know, essentially that they don't have the money to move forward. Can you break this down just a smidge for us? Sure. So I was talking about um, specifically in cold email, what happens is a lot of times You'll you'll pick a niche is what I tell people to to pick. So let's say somebody wanted to sell two interior designers, for instance, and they wanted to sell like mobile app development, 
right? Something they don't need. They would send the cold emails. <laughs> and then let's say most of those designers would say, I don't need this. At that point, it doesn't matter if you're the greatest salesperson in the world, you're not going to sell them that thing. So you should move on. That's what I was talking about. So, oh, okay. So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's 100% dependent on your market. And, you, and you, you have to be willing to write off an entire business idea uh, if it doesn't work or if it doesn't work for you. Like, for instance, there are some interior designers where maybe interior design isn't their thing and they've been in the business a long time and they're wondering why they're not getting clients. <laughs> uh, so, so for them, you know, it's, it, it, yeah, it takes, I think I know a few. Yeah. <laughs> but for them, they'd probably be better off testing that in the market, getting turned down by three, four, five clients because their quality is not high enough and then finding something mm-hmm. else that people actually want to buy. Oh, I love it. You're so matter of fact. I know. This is great. This is like tough love. And your your YouTube video also suggests that, that we put our pricing right on the website. Do you believe this is um, applicable yeah. for interior designers? Applicable. Ap- ap- <laughs> Let me try that. I again. think it's applicable. F. Yeah, I think it's great. Hey, you know what? I'm not even going to change that. I'm not even going to edit that out. That's Thank a, you. I like applicable now. I like Sorry. App- okay, it's now applicable. Sorry, applicable. Jerry. Sorry, um, Jerry. If you're getting a lot of lower quality leads, then I would definitely recommend it. I know for our for our agency, uh, we're we're premium as well, so um, mm-hmm. we're selling lead generation and and booking meetings. So there is a type of client that would come to us and say they have like twenty five dollars a month to spend, you know. Um, so I yeah. found if you're getting a lot of lower quality leads, which it sounds like you were from Hows actually, uh, putting yeah, some we pricing were. up on the website and making it extremely clear what you charge will help filter a lot of those people out. And what I found is by the time they hop on the phone with you. They actually have studied your work and they know what you charge. So it makes selling and so much easier. Yeah. 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 We do that some. And I know a lot of designers do that with the consultation. They charge for the initial consultation. Ours is 450 for 90 minutes to two hours. You know, what we do like to, you know, mm-hmm. maybe go a little longer, make them think they're getting, well, they are getting more than the 90 minutes. But um, I know a designer friend of mine, Carla Aston, she does, I think she has a minimum price on her website. And she said that's been a game changer. It's really helped to vet the clients that call. And she knows if they're calling in that they're they're ready to play in the sandbox. Yeah, it's been huge. Um, I learned this so much more when we were, we were selling documentaries and they were 100K for these documentaries. So <laughs> I knew that every time anyone got back, they were down to spend 100K. Like there's no way you would get back to somebody like that unless you're just looking around. But it's either people, yeah, it's either tourists or people that are ready to to buy at that point. Yeah, I I like that. And I think, I don't know, I think designers are torn from that. So you really just kind of have to play it by, you know, by your market and how you comfortable you are with that. Because does it look high end to have prices on your website? But, you know, I think it, it looks super high end. Go into look, yeah. look at fashion. You know, Gucci isn't shying away mm. that they have a $4,000 jacket that looks like a teddy bear. You know, <laughs> that's that's there. They don't care about listing the price. Oh, that's true. Good but point. you know, designers are always, they're always told to charge more, but, but most designers are afraid to do that. I mean, do you, do you have any recommendations for that on, from your perspective? Because we are bringing you in as someone that's not. Yeah. Since you're a luxury service too, yeah. how, do, how do you, how, what would your advice be not being an interior designer, knowing the industry to, to help people have the confidence to charge more for their services? Be ready for people not to buy. And the easiest, no, and the easiest <laughs> yeah. way to do that yes. is to have a lot of people in the pipeline. So for instance, if you're swimming in leads, if you're on house, you're on some of these other places, you have a lot of people coming in, you're taking a lot of calls. Then let's say one in 10 people buy at the high rate, you won't care. But if you are obsessing over one or two meetings and you're in this famine mentality, then 
then I could see your I could see you start negotiating and, the, and I could see the prices dropping because of that. Um, the the mm-hmm. biggest game changer for me was when I figured out that cold email is what generates leads for our clients or for our uh, company, because then that led us to that that led me to to this mindset that we have unlimited clients. So the faster you can find something like that for your business, uh, the faster you can start charging more for the business. Right. And for interior designers, again, the realtors, um, I imagine architects would be amazing. Right? Builders, contractors. Builders, right. contractors. Developers. Yeah, if you can get it in Upwork. Would Upwork be that specific? Like if I yeah. say, give me yeah. contractors in Miami that make, you know, that have this much amount of business or only do new builds? That's what's so cool about Upwork is they've been being trained. All of the, it's a bunch of freelancers, right? It's not one person. Mm-hmm. So all these freelancers have been trained by the top lead generators because they're hiring from the same people you're hiring from. And Upwork's been around now 10 years. Um, and I, I've noticed this quality shift recently in, in the last, really in the last eight months. Uh, you don't have to tell them where to find the leads. You don't have to tell them what to do. You used to have to do like video training and teach them exactly what to do. You don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. Um, the only thing I would recommend is start with hiring five or six different people for small numbers of leads. So like, let's say you get five different freelancers to do 15 cents a lead for like 20 leads each. Um, and then you you just got to be very aggressive about not rehiring the ones that give you poor quality leads. Okay. Uh, and then also in Upwork, uh, hire people that have 95% or more uh, as their job uh, complete score or whatever. Like they, they've got some kind of feedback score. Some people have like mm-hmm. 70%, some people have 80%. Uh, I only hire ones with over 90% because I, I, <laughs> I, I know that they're way <laughs> less likely to mess up. Oh, okay, good, good. Let me ask you a qu- another question, Alex. Uh, as far as referrals, uh, you know, past clients where we've been successful before, how would you recommend, like we have a lot of very happy past clients on the Darla Powell interior side. How would you use that as a source for future pipeline leads? So uh, referrals recommending other clients is part of it. I think the most valuable thing that a past client could do for you uh, would be a video testimonial. And especially in interior design where it's so visual, um, if you grab mm-hmm. pictures or you have them tell the story of why they hired you, why they went with you, even though you're more expensive, just things like that. And just cover your website with whatever they're saying. Oh, I like that. That's a good idea. Like a little bit of a production video with with me in it or just them saying how no awesome we are. No one wants to look at you, darling. <laughs> at minimum, them. So the, no, the ones I have on my website, um, I, I just call my clients on Skype and then Skype has built in recording. And then I just record them yeah. talking about it. And I kind of push them in the right direction. Like I say stuff like, um, <laughs> you know, what what were you thinking about before you hired me? And then they'll, they'll say something and I'll say, um, were you worried at all about the price? And then they'll say something about like wh- how they thought you were more expensive at first, but then they decided to go for it and they were really happy. If you can get people saying that kind of stuff, then that really validates your high pricing too. I love it. Video testimonials. All right. Do you, do you feel like you might need a helmet, Darla? Yeah, I'm gonna. We have to do the drinking game. We have a, <laughs> we have a um, a friend of ours on the Wingnut Social Media Lab on Facebook that says every time Darla wants to do something new that a client suggested, we should have a drinking game. So she's probably drunk by now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always get ideas. I'm like, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. But again, I, it com- it comes down to priorities, right? Even before building yeah. the referral network, I would hit ads. I would I would go to where your clients are. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We I might revisit Hal's. Actually, I was I've been kind of kicking around and doing. And she drinks again. Doing <laughs> Hal's again. Yeah. Take another shot. I, uh, doing Hal's again. 
because I, that makes sense. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And then just kind of jazz up the profile a little bit to let them know, hey, we're, you know, this much of a minimum or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You're, uh, you're in a good spot. Yeah. You're in a better spot than most entrepreneurs because you have uh, data. You've had this business for a little while. You, you know what generates revenue and what doesn't. So you can, save, you can save a lot of time that would normally be spent whiteboarding out ideas just by optimizing and making the current channels better. All right. We did get more leads when we had the house. We did. We do get a lot now, but I but definitely we are missing that lead pipeline. So, all right, Alex, is there anything else that you would like to add to impart nuggets of wisdom to the wingnuts listening before you fall victim to the what up wingnut round? Any other wisdom? That's the main thing. I mean, that that's the way that I would think about, about anything is where are your customers? Where are those high quality customers? And then do what they would do to find you and then try to be wherever that is. So if, if they are going to events, go to events. You know, if they're on Google, go to Google. I love it. It's very simple. It's very specific. And it's very actionable. I could, I, as soon as I get off of here, I'm going to go back to Hal's again and, and take another look-see. All right, Alex. You know, we have a fire round. I know Natalie's rolling her eyes <laughs> at me. We have a fire round here called What Up Wingnut. Are you ready? I'm ready. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. All right. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? I would be a redwood tree uh, because they're very tall. And I'm a short guy, so I, I like anything tall. <laughs> if you were on death row, what would your last meal be? You know, I'm a vegetarian. And I feel like if I was about to die, I would just get Korean barbecue. Just eat all the, all the meat I possibly could. <laughs> if you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? Okay, so I used to I used to have this conversation with uh, a couple of friends, and we were trying to come up with like the most useless superpower. So I would think <laughs> my power would be if you could summon one like soggy Cheeto at any time. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely useless. You know what? You would never know when that could come in handy, though. So don't sell yourself short. We couldn't find a All single right. like we talked about this for maybe three months. We couldn't find a single <laughs> use for it. <laughs> You might have too much time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, what book has had the biggest impact on you, either personally or professionally? The the biggest one now, uh, as I'm looking to scale and like figure out how to improve our businesses, has actually been uh, Onward, which was by Howard Schultz, uh, the founder of Starbucks. And it was all about how he took time off of Starbucks for like four years. He stepped down as CEO. And then when he came back, all of the stuff he had to do to just figure out how, why their company was falling apart. The whole book is basically his mission on how to stop them from going towards short-term revenue and instead trying to set them up for the long-term. And it, it was super inspiring because I've rebuilt our company so many times now. Every time I reread that book, I realize how much I could do, how much more I could do. Natalie's, Natalie's rolling her eyes at me because every time a guest recommends a book, I always add it to my Audible queue. <laughs> the Audible, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the same with you on, on, audible, on audiobooks. I can't read. I only do audio. You know what? I, I just, I have such bad ADD that I always have to multitask or, you know, play Tetris while I'm listening. It's, that's where I got my <laughs> nickname Wingnut because of the ADD. <laughs> so that's, you know, a long story and probably makes total sense after you've uh, interviewed with us for <laughs> half an hour here. All right, Alex, please tell the Wingnuts listening where they can find you on the magical interwebs. Sure. So if you want free stuff, the YouTube channel, uh, you can get to it easily by going to b2bsalestraining.org or youtube.com slash Alex Berman. And we actually have a course that we just launched. If you want that, it's all about how to sell, how to make money and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's over at epicmailmachine.com. 
Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm going to epicmailmachine.com. And of course, Wingnuts, this is all going to be in the show notes at wingnutsocial.com under Alex Berman's episode. So fret not if you're not writing that down. You, it's, it'll be right there for your hot little hands to type up and, and go right to. Alex, thank you so much for being a victim <laughs> today on, on the Wingnut Social Podcast and just giving us a fresh new perspective on on the marketing for interior designers. I definitely had some light bulbs go off in my head and we're going to we're going to talk about you now. Awesome. Yeah. Darla, <laughs> Natalie, thanks for having me on. This was cool. Thank you. Uh, our pleasure. Natalie, you know what I'm going to say next? How's? He made a lot of sense. You know what I liked about having him on the show is because he's come, walking in, not having these predisposed notions about Howl's, the five-letter word, Yelp, the four-letter word, but just. As a consumer, if he's looking for an interior designer and it was he was in San Diego, very nice. He must he must know Susan Winterstein. Doesn't everybody in San Diego know each other? Anyway. That's, Probably not. That's what was popping up for him. So how, yeah, it's definitely something how to revisit. Is that? I think I I think you should have wore your helmet though, because you know, they did give you a lot of he gave us a lot of information. You know, I didn't I wasn't following in the beginning with a list. I'm like, Oh, well, that was so easy. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I get a little too complicated for my own good in my head. This is true. This is true, Wingnut. She does. But I like that Upwork. You get lists and just, I mean, don't put them on an email list. Don't spam no. them with like your newsletter every month. But it's okay to reach out personally and it email is. somebody. Yeah. Once, Why not? Once. You don't once. spam them, though, because you can get in big trouble for that, especially with the GDPR over in Europe. You don't want to do that. But if you, you can, you're allowed to send someone an email saying, hey, how the hell are you? Loved your work. Selling that house. Had a great roof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Darla. It's been a long day. It has. Easy now. It has. Have we talked about our social media strategy package? No, we haven't. That's a pretty cool new thing we're offering. It has. Right. And how did this come about? Because Light bulb of moments. popular demand. Oh, popular demand. Because Wingnut Social is a full-service marketing agency for interior designers, but we are aware that there are some of you out there who are control freaks. Who just want to do your own social media or have the time or maybe you're new and you don't have the pipeline full. You're not crazy busy, you know, but you really just have no idea what the hell you're doing. (laughs) And I know that's a lot of you because that is the feedback that we're getting. So we now have a social media strategy package where you have a a consultation with one of our wingnut specialists, most more than likely Shana, but we have a full team and they go over, they do an audit of your social media and they develop a complete strategy based on your particular needs, your ideal client for your firm. And then they boss you, you around, they boss you around, give you the, like they do me, give you that whole strategy. Then they take another phone call, go over it again, show you how to implement it. And you'll have it for hashtags, the whole thing, your aesthetic, you know, who your ideal client is, your branding, your voice. What What is it that you guys need to achieve and accomplish? That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And Shana is, can she I say it. she's savant at this? I can say that, right? Yeah, Shana's, Shana's she's brilliant. Yeah, she's, she's wicked, wicked brilliant. Smart. I mean, I'm smart. I can't, not I, um, compared to Shana, But not compared to Shana. No. I remember, but I am pretty natural at the social media thing. Let's not lie now. I'm not, we're, I'm not we're taking here for anything a reason. away from you. <laughs> Just respect me. <laughs> so, guys, if you want to check out that social media strategy package, just go to wingnetsocial.com. Check out the services page. Hopefully that link will be there by the time this episode airs. 
And what's up? If you have any social media questions, send us an email to info at wingnutsocial.com. Be sure to follow us at wingnutsocial on social media channels throughout the universe. And I think that's it. Or 1877-WINGNUT. What else, Nat? That's it, right? That's it. All right. Let's go back and check out Hal's and start emailing realtors. And Ellen, you can have a shot. Oh, yeah. And Ellen Danick from the Wingnut Social Media Lab. Have another shot. Yep. I'm rolling my I, eyes and I don't groaning. know if I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. I, I sent you a message on Facebook, so um, that's why. Yes. <laughs> so long. All right. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. What do you, what do you, do you have a mouthful of marbles? What is that over there that you're doing? I have Snickers in my teeth. Beep, 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 beep. All right.